Oh, it's really the summary right there is the grouping of deliciousness. The grouping of deliciousness. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. I gotta say, I... Do you? I do. Is, is there someone standing behind you? Should I be aware of this? Um, I, I will I wink. Can go, I can go get a bat, Dave. I'll wink once if it's okay. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now you have to decide whether that particular wink was not revealing in case anybody was listening to this. I, I want to say, I want to say, I'm really excited to talk to you today. Aw, that, um, that touches my... Oh, no, wait, we had food. We did. We, we did. We did. Um, and I, I'm excited to talk to you about food or, or with you about food today. And I, I have a delicious coffee here that I, that I got from Whisk and Measure who made our Fatterday happy birthday cake. I, I saw that cake. Uh, TJ is avoiding sugar almost at all costs now, but I ate that it was on a your pretty behalf. cake. They, it was they, a nice looking cake. They did a great job. Um, it was uh, a vanilla cake with vanilla frosting and uh, a raspberry. Icing, icing, baby. Oh, oh goodness. <laughs> I, I've just dated myself a million times over oh, and made a terrible no. joke. Dave, cut this out. No, no, don't leave it in. What are you doing? I'll, I'll save you raspberry filling. It had raspberry filling. <laughs> raspberry filling. The kind you find in a second layer cake? No, 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 not no. Not a, I can't the, go to Prince after you go to to Rob Van Winkle. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm afraid not. That's that's the generation gap showing. My Prince knowledge is oh yeah. No, I I am decidedly not Sam. I understand Sam why Sam is it. Sam about Prince. I I totally get the uh, the love for uh, for that individual. However. I am not as familiar with the catalog oh, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm sorry. If you were Sam, you would have thought that was at least marginally marginally noteworthy. I'm not even going to say funny. I'm just going to say noteworthy. So, TJ, we haven't seen Sam in quite a while, haven't heard from him. And, and he is definitely part of this. He, he Yes, he has some some big shoes to fill if we were to attempt yes. to do that. Yes, and I, and, and I, I, I love, you know eating food with him and, and having him be here in the podcast. So um, should we should we do anything to mark his his temporary um, departure from from this podcast since he's been gone so long? Well, I think the only thing fitting for uh, for Sam, yes, or for any Saturday member for that matter, yes, would be like like a like a like a heavy heavy cremation oh oh my um it, are you saying that if we were to then move him around it it might cause some type of wake in in the cremation in, indeed like like an irish cremation wake oh my goodness we, we could have one of those to mark his 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 passing oh goodness well i i i will tell you i i'm Just sure we normally marked by the ripples in this here glass of water but <laughs> Well, we we digress. We we digress, and and back on track. Sam, Sam, we miss you, and uh, and I know that he will he will return uh, one day to to podcast again, to to ride again. Okay, so back to the foods. You know, like I was saying, uh, uh, TJ, I I'm excited uh, to be here with you to talk about food because, frankly, I had a really nice day today. I mean, Saturday, I look forward to it all the time, and uh, today I will just say was. 
an above average experience for me, but but we'll get into that a little bit. Um, because today, TJ, I got to try an entire country's new cuisine to me. So so a, a, I, I should say a new country's cuisine as far as my palate. I have not experienced this yet, although you have. Indeed. And uh, between this and I... I feel like you got a good build go, going there, so why, I'm not going to say why, it directly. Thank you. But, uh, oh, well, well, that too. Um, but I feel like this and at least one, I think maybe two places we visited by now from this uh, sort of general vicinity, I think this is a culinarily under-celebrated continent, both for Fatter Day yeah. and in the United States in general. Absolutely. An under-celebrated continent in, in food. Thankfully, in Omaha, we are able to get some of this. And we have been to two places that have had food from this continent. But I don't think we've ever had any from this country on this continent. So, new to me, because today we had Ethiopian food from Lalabella. Indeed. This is this has been one of my favorite haunts for a while, and I have, I say favorite haunts, I don't go as often as you would think, but it's one of my top, you know, I'm giving away my review here, but it's my one of my top foods around Omaha, it, and it's, it's definitely a unique thing, so I've been waiting to get here, but worried about uh, doing it as a curbside thing instead of eat in. Oh yeah, the, the form factor of the food. Yes, because um, it's unique. I I believe we need to to go over the curb appeal section describing what it is like doing a curbside yes. uh, eating near the restaurant type experience as we've been doing for a while. Uh, but for now, let us just say my fears were unfounded. I I think uh, they yes. your fears were the, allayed. Even. Yes. This form factor of food, if you will. Nice alliteration. This, uh, the way of doing things, I think the, the owner, uh, it's, a, it's a husband and wife team, I believe the, the same pair have been doing it this entire time. And they've kind of refined a number of things in my experience. And they've really kind of thought out what you're, what you're getting in terms of packaging. Yes, yes. and the, the packaging here was... Okay, let's let's talk about this more because I want to get into all of this because everything today was just different. Um, they are located precisely at four four two two Cass Street. Um, Tej, do you want to read the zip code this week or shall I? Um, given our positioning, yeah, and the fact that my X-ray vision is on the fritz, yes, I'm going to ask you to read the zip code, Dave. Oh, I like that. What have Give we? Give me ever... that sweet, sweet zip code. All right. Um, smooth Saturday voice. Oh, the smoothest. Oh, smooth. To go with heavy cremation. The smooth Faraday voice would tell you that the zip code is 68131. Oh, man, that was that was some good NPR zip code right there. Thank you. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> yes, let's, let's describe the food. Now. And make mm noises. Food. Mm. <laughs> Okay. All right. So that, oh, goodness. that's where they're located and uh, roughly um, on where Cass and Saddle Creek cross. And it's in a former Pizza Hut location, uh, which my guess is that How Pizza Hut. did I not Hut, notice that? That Pizza Hut, I have a feeling, was there a very, very long time ago because 
yeah, yeah. That's, that's been Lalibela as long as I can remember. Well, and you know, you had you you really have made this whole 2020 thing better by going, hey, you know what? We should eat the food as close to the restaurant as we can, so it doesn't steam on the way home or anything like that. So there we were today outside and uh, we had a uh, guest tom with us so we had three vehicles the uh socially distanced minivan the socially distanced honda and and the socially distanced chevrolet um with various table configurations and tj upped the game because he knew what was going to happen i've never eaten here he's eaten here a few times and brought giant platters with him and i'm so glad you did because this would have been challenging had you not done that yeah, I will admit it was a bit of a challenge to dig through and find uh, three full-size serving platters that I would be willing to uh, bring on a trip. There's there's only so much, like I have a couple of crystal ones, but there's only so much I'm willing to risk tossing that in the bag for the car. So we we rose to the challenge, Yes, and I feel um, we we are kind of talking about the form factor. I don't want to quite get there because I, I still want to stick with the atmosphere for a minute. Yes. But that said... You could totally eat this just right out of the box, and you it could. would be it would be just fine. Um, Ethiopian, I, I don't want to say Ethiopian on the whole, but most of the things you're going to order at Lalibela are finger food type. They come with injera. They're they're kind of meant to be scooped with it, rolled in it, whatever whatever have you eaten together. So the idea of just taking a chunk of injera with stuff rolled in it. And consuming said chunk of injera, as as long as you got the napkins for it, this is doable without the fancy setup. I, but one injera pancake is big. I could it's have real big. I could have had an injera rito if I really wanted to. It yeah, it would have been yes. a heck of a rito too. It, it would have the been. size of your head. Yeah. Okay, so TJ brings these platters, and he brought these are like two foot platters. Th- this isn't like a plate. So I went inside. I picked up the food. It got four containers of stuff, and I picked up those bags, and they are heavy. I I know that I ha- I'm gonna go for fifteen pounds of food. I I at the very least no. I, you know, I am going to go 15 pounds of food. I'm pretty sure right. the container that I got weighed four pounds, and we got four of them. I, I was going to say, my my brain can't quite fathom that it would actually be 15 pounds, but you got to be in the ballpark, because if I, if I think of like a 14-ish pound bowling ball, yeah. and the weight of that in hand versus the weight bags, of the bag. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, it's, it's in the ballpark. It's... Yeah, normally we're working in fractions of a pound. You'll yeah, you'll oh, get yeah. a quarter pounder. You'll get a half pound of ribs. You'll you'll get a a double half pound burger even. But this is multiple pounds. Yeah, it, no question. I, at the very at the very least, it I'm it had to be more than two pounds a container. So let's say three at four containers. So bare minimum between ten and you know, 12 pounds of food I, for, for I the think three of fair, us. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's, that's, and that may be a conservative estimate, but that's, that's legit. So I get these, um, I get these containers. We bring them outside. I've never had this cuisine before, but I did know that injera is key to Ethiopian foods, a sourdough bread, or I almost like, I think, think sourdough pancake closer, yeah. almost Almost like a sourdough pizza crust, which uh, I believe you have some expertise there. I have uh, had a few sourdough Mr. pizza crusts lately. Mr. Via Farina. Oh, hi, um, Chef John Ray. Indeed. But uh, so, yeah, I, I think you've been uh, prepared 
fully as someone who used to not go for sourdough and yes, now you love totally do yeah yeah i do and this is a bit more sour than the usual sourdough you'd be going for yeah. um it is if you were to try to make it at home because i have and failed miserably ah. um it's it's not the easiest thing in the world but lollibello will sell just the injera to you by the way that. it's a wonderful service of theirs if you wanted to make ethiopian at home huh. um but it is a a very large Somewhere between, you know, pancakey, crepey kind of thing. It's definitely got kind of a, a chewy, glutinous, slightly spongy stretch to it. Yeah, yes. sponginess. Uh, larger air pockets. The crumb, if you will, of the uh, the bread product is is quite large. Right. And you know what it, because, you know, it's interesting you said pancake because the bottom side is completely flat and the top has holes like right before you flip a pancake. So it starts to get the little holes on top. Uh, but the uh, whole yep. thing is only about an eighth inch thick. Yeah, definitely a, a thin, chewy, bready substance. Yes. And I would say similar to like before you flip a pancake, but uh, smaller and more numerous. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Would, would be a fair description. They are big. And yes. definitely, if you are trying to do, if you've been following along at home, playing our home game, and you would like to do curbside like we do, uh, get yourself an inexpensive plastic serving platter to carry for this. It's worth your, you know, five, ten-ish bucks. Or a pizza pan. Ooh, yeah. Pizza pan would work real good. So one more thing about the injera. So, uh, you know, it's made from a grain called teff. Uh, which I do believe is quite nutritious. And Ooh, so, look at you doing research. I didn't know that. Ah, there you go. And so uh, sometimes in the U.S., people don't always like the flavor of teff as much. Um, and so sometimes they uh, actually mix uh, a little bit, I think, of wheat flour, other grains in there. Uh, shout out to the Splendid Table radio show um, and podcast. Check that out. Uh, I believe that uh, I learned that from an episode from them. So hi, Francis Lamb. Please come on our podcast. Okay. Indeed. Uh, so, but the other thing about injera, so it is key to Ethiopian food. It is typically made from teff uh, in the U.S., possibly a blend. And it is the method of serving the food and also eating the food. It is your plate and it is also your utensil. You rip pieces of the injera bread to pick up your food and eat it or just pick it up with your hands and eat some injera with it. It is, it is key to the meal. Um, you, especially to go here, you need that platter to hold the injera because it's so large and spongy and it's going to soak up all the goodness in your dish. You would have a very wet lap. So you need something to, to hold that on or a, you know, something to set it on a tray. I will also add the note that if you were going to eat in, you'd be served it on a platter and things would have put been put on there a little bit more recently and not sat in the container. So it does soak up the sauce. That's that's part of the deliciousness. It's got but holes you, in it, so it's yeah, gonna... You would definitely have a, a firmer, easier to handle injera than we're dealing with in takeout. Not by a huge margin, but enough to... Uh, the experience is a little bit nicer, I will say that, but... This is still good. It's still goodness soaked with other goodness. Ah, well, TJ, what did you have? I'm going to do my best here with Yebeg Alicha, which basically translates to mild lamb, uh, normally followed by Wat, W-O-T or W-A-T, which is stew. Oh, yes. Um, in this case, I assume it was stewed in some way, but when I have seen Yebeg Alicha Wat, uh, that is what you would think of as a stew. You know, there's a, a pool of liquid around it. It's in a bowl, that kind of thing. And and real quick, so thank you, by the way, uh, 
Lalabella, for on your menu, there is a glossary. So it, it there's only three things on there, and that's really what you need to know, but it tells you what injera is, what what is, and Berberi or Berber. So I, I don't know how to pronounce that either. Uh, so Berberé was the, uh, as okay, in, as you. in, I'm, no, no, sorry. Berberé was the uh, the translation and pronunciation that I got while okay. doing a little bit of uh, duck, duck, go searching around. Uh, so I, because I have it written down here phonetically and also as a large furry woodland animal wearing a French hat. Oh my. Berberé. <laughs> so. I had the mild lamb, which was fairly spicy. Oh, I will add the disclaimer that apparently alicha does not always mean mild. It's a context thing. Point being is I had the mild lamb, and the mild lamb was tasty. Oh? I'm having a very... This is another one of those where it's most of the spices are familiar. In this case, I would say even more so than Indian, but there's a lot going on here, and it's just this this grouping of deliciousness on top of my sourdough and it's really the summer right there is the grouping of deliciousness the grouping of deliciousness i was going to say because at the end of the day it the uh, the combination plate is very pretty and especially if you eat in or you get things with a lot of the vegetable dishes especially they're these vivid greens and yellows and stuff and they're nice looking but while the presentation is nice eat in you get it in a takeout container it's a stew so you got a pile Let's, in, in, I, and I, I, that a pile is what it is, but I didn't want to describe it as that because that that doesn't do it justice. But I need to know more about this lamb dish. Lamb is something that it is rare to get. Uh, I feel in America in general, certainly in Omaha, it's well done, and rare to get really good. And this is really good. It's because lamb can be tough or gamey or whatever. This was tender and delicious and flavorful, and it paired nicely with the spices. I think lamb is a very good meat for very spicy, complex dishes because they play well together. Can can you tell me, I'm just curious because I didn't have this, can you tell me a little bit about the sauce? It was a, a warm, very highly savory and definitely on the spicier end, despite its, uh, despite its mild descriptor, I would say probably a medium spiciness. Well, uh, it, type of stew. You you kind of nailed it because they asked me how spicy. And you said medium? I, and I said medium, yes. So, so medium is exactly what we got. And uh, I think that takes us over to the combination platter. Oh, I believe it um, does. Yeah, the combination plate, I should say, which TJ and I both got. Um, this, as their uh, description says, is a filling platter of injera, traditional Ethiopian, which is traditional Ethiopian bread, with a variety of meat and vegetarian dishes, including tibs, durawat, salad, cabbage, cheese, and lentils. So tibs is a tasty grilled beef served with injera from their menu here. And the durawat is, quote, a favorite national dish of chicken in red pepper sauce served with hard-boiled egg and injera. This combination plate, like I said, had three pieces of injera bread, and inside of it was wrapped these different dishes. So I had one piece of injera with the tibs inside, which was the grilled beef, and in this case, onions. And then I had another piece of injera with the durawat, which was the chicken in red pepper and hard-boiled egg. And then I had a third piece of injera, which had all the vegetarian uh, ingredients in there as well. So I could I could have easily had three platters and had three different meals. 
But what I did is I took the one with the tibs because the, the tibs is not a saucy dish. It is smaller pieces of uh, beef and then the the onions and I believe green pepper in there. Um, and so I unfolded the injera. So I've got this in the middle. And then I unfolded the other injera and took those ingredients and made one big plate, which I believe is how it's served in the restaurant, yes? Yes, that is effectively what you would get. Everything I had on this combination platter uh, was delicious. So the uh, cabbage was good, um, and I believe that the, uh, I think the lentils, uh, I don't know if there was like a, a curry powder in there or something, they kind of had a yellow color, if I um, recall correctly. Um, um, there's a lot of, there's a lot of turmeric happening, I believe, both uh, there yes. and in uh, a lot of Ethiopian dishes that I have seen. It seems to be a common thread. In addition, I want to say the combination, yeah, the uh, the description has cheese and lentils as a single item, so I think there might have been a bit of cheese, which would kind of explain the smoothness, like it wasn't 100% uh, yes. earthy, it wasn't just like mushed yeah. lentils, there there was definitely a not quite dairy smoothness, like I think there was just enough to make it a little bit more smooth and pleasant and kind of mellow it out. Mm-hmm. I, I Just everything on here from the the vegetarian side of things was really tasty, different, added both bright and deep color to the platter that I made. Uh, And the tibs, this is, if if you're like, oh my goodness, this is new food and I'm not sure I need something that feels kind of familiar to me. I think the tibs is that dish because it's, if you thought fajita um, or something along those lines, this would seem very familiar to you, I think, because, you know, chopped, uh, you know, onion and uh, green pepper along with some beef. And so, you know, it's tasty. It's really good. And, you know, rip off a piece of that uh, injera and grab some of that and eat it. The Dora Wat is different and a little, I I, I don't want to say unexpected. Um, this was awesome because it was a a different flavor, a deep, deep flavor. I could see why this might be a favorite national dish here because it's dang tasty. I got a chicken leg in there and then pieces of chicken in with this just saucy goodness. And I think I'm going to say this was my favorite item on the combination platter and how fun to have that uh, egg in there too. So I broke the egg apart and got a little chicken, little sauce, grabbed that with some injera and and ate that as well. So just a fun, different, uh, deeply flavorful dish. Um, Not uh, super spicy in any way. In fact, I think the combination plate, everything that I had was pretty mild. Uh, So if, you know, if you're a person that is worried about spice or something along those lines. I don't think you have to fear the Dora Wat, although if you order it as a singular entree, I would specify your spice level because they should ask you. Um, they, they ask me on most of the single dishes or just let them know, say, hey, I need it kind of mild. So how was your combo plate, Teach? Well, that on on the Dora Wat specifically, because I think that was my, like I said, I've had the the injera before, so this wasn't my first foray into that. I kind of knew what I was going to get when I was looking at it. But my introduction to Ethiopian food specifically was Lalibela, and Dorowat was the first thing I ordered. And I am so uh-huh. glad it was, because that was a knock-it-out-of-the-park kind of introduction. And that was, you were talking about, you know, I've ordered here, and this is new to you, so what what should be recommended when we were kind of 
pre-gaming what should be ordered. And you said combination, but I didn't remember what was on it. And I wanted to make sure you got some of the Dora what, because it's, yeah, that, that is my recommend for this place overall. It's it's savory and rich and interesting and piquant and generally lovely. It's it's still my favorite thing on the menu because I've had, I want to say I've had the Kuntafirfir and the Zilzil as well. So our uh, guest Tom did get the uh, Kuntafirfir, but uh, we did not sample that today. But I know, TJ, you had more to say about the combination plate. Indeed. the uh, So the Tibbs... I, I think we found our bone of contention here because I have loved everything I've ordered here, except I was only kind of okay with the tibs. I think you're right as an introductory dish because I ate it and my first thought was fajitas or maybe Philly cheesesteak to a lesser extent. I think it needs to be combined with something. I think the combination plate is, I mean, it seems obvious, but I think that is your your introduction here because there's so many different things. And I could take them tibs, which were... Just a touch on the dry side, I felt. I, I would agree, and because especially because the other things were definitely more soft and 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 saucy. Yes, and super, this is not super saucy. tender and saucy. And I mean, how can it be bad when it's smothered in butter? That's, that's true. That's so many, so many of the things involve that spiced butter, and they're so darn good that way. And the tips yes. is—it's definitely a departure that way. But I think if you added, maybe threw in some of it was either spinach or greens that there were. Oh, some take there. some of the vegetarian stuff and uh-huh. then kind of combine it, or that, yeah. or take your cheese and lentils. Oh yeah, and you take that and you put that on your tibs, right? Well, well, now you got a Philly cheesesteak mix with actual cheese and like some earthy lentils on top of it. Ooh. You wrap that up in your injera. Now you got yourself a party. I like so that. So there, there are things to do with it. But yeah. I, I think your introduction to the Tibbs at that point should probably be uh, in the combination. I think that's your, if you're looking for an introduction, you will have some spicy things. But I mean, you'll also have the Watt. So if you want to dive into something, something really that's a... I've been trying to shy away from it, but darn it, it's a bag of interesting. It really is. <laughs> well, I like that strategy because the thing is with the the tibs is you look at it and you can see the individual components. It's beef, peppers, onions. You know, that that's it. It's not a, a homogenous mixture where the Dura Watt is definitely more of a, a, well, a homogenous mixture of things. So I really like that idea of grabbing pretty much any one of those uh, side dishes there, the, the lentils or the spinach or whatever, and just or cabbage, sorry, and throwing some of that on there. That's a nice idea. I like that. Yeah, actually, we I don't think either one of us mentioned the cabbage, which it's, I mean, it's cabbage with turmeric and some other spices on there. But darn it, I thought it was good cabbage. Yeah, and it uh, it definitely was not uh, mushy or anything like that either. Like, yeah, nice, it was just, nice firmness, but yeah. not not undercooked either. Correct. It was just, just right in just the, right. the cabbage zone. Correct. I love the cabbage zone. Uh, again, it's obvious, but your your first order, I think the combination plate is a good choice because it's all the different things going into it and it carries with it some things that I, again, I think the tibs, I might not order them on their own, but they work here. So you can mix and match and really get kind of a feel for the food. And it's got that heavy hitter in there, the Durawatt. I, yeah, I'm, I'm all about that. And the we're we're kind of getting close to the wrap up. I I think I have dragged Dave back to various divergent points uh, enough here. But uh, as as part of it, I know we aren't as a morsel. We're not doing the the wallet and and fullness factor and all those combinations. But your your pound per amount uh, per per dollar, your fullness factor per dollar is really there. And these are. 
he's putting more stuff in this, even just the the portion sizes of the various stews and vegetables and, and meats and whatever. There's a bit more of those than I remember. And because of the takeout method, there's definitely more injera. There's a lot more overhead in here. And I don't see any prices that have been raised from where they used to be. And you're getting you're getting a lot of bang for your buck here, I feel. And I was kind of floored by that because I long ago I would have thought of it as expensive, but something has happened where the portion sizes are really like this is this is approaching fast food quantity of food for money, and it sure as heck blows so much of it away in quality. It's again one of my favorite restaurants in town. I'm I'm just gonna throw that out there. So overall really good experience and I think you would be hard pressed to find anything on this menu where you wouldn't come away happy. So TJ unwittingly and possibly unknowingly has wrapped up this entire episode just now um, because he said the things that I was going to say regarding the hook and the hint. The the, the hook Sorry, is Dave. it's okay because I'm just going to be real short and sweet here because the the hook is the fun food here that you just can't get anywhere else. And, you know, you get something where you can eat the plate and use the plate to eat your food, and it's delicious. So there's that. And the other thing is the hint. If this is your first time going, just get the combination plate because you really do get to try a little bit of everything, and it's going to help you branch out from there. Bonus item is that uh, my combination plate was $13.99, Okay. Statistically, we usually spend a little over $20 or so to reach that full factor. That $13.99, I was stuffed. And there was plenty more injera to go around. I was stuffed long after that meal. Um, on the main podcast episodes where we're not doing the morsel, so we talk about full factor. I just have to mention that here. The description of the combination plate starts with a filling platter quote, end quote. They are not kidding. Uh, wow. So what a great value. So there you go. That's Lalabella. Uh, just just try it. I have had this, you know, we have had this on the, the list to try for so long. Uh, I can guarantee that we will be back. We need to take Sam here. No question. Uh, this is, wow, good Absolutely. stuff. And that's, especially with the prices, you, you mentioned we've been averaging around 20-ish dollars lately. I think change of prices, change of cost of sure. goods, all that kind of stuff. Trending 30. We, we've been pushing that 30, 40 yeah. mark. Yeah, you're right. I, I got two entrees. I didn't eat all of them because I honestly couldn't. I could have gotten one and been pretty full. You could you could put a hurting on yourself for around 20, 25. You would absolutely so destroy yeah, yourself. Your your full factor, your cost, and it's it's joyful food. It's just fun to eat like this. So yeah, definitely... Go and yeah, we we need to bring we need to bring Sam. That that there is truth to that. I really like ending on joyful food because that is no lie. I told you at the beginning of this episode that I was happy to talk to you about this food today. It was truly the essence of Fatterday and uh, joyful food and delicious food. So thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, please uh, like, subscribe, share with someone who's hungry. And with that, I am Dave. I'm TJ. And uh, thanks for eating with us, and uh, eat this. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. <laughs>